You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On the fake. Rodgers lets it fly. Has Watson. He's got it. On his feet and he's in for the touchdown. That might be the biggest catch of this young receiver's career. Christian Watson, you can see him. It's just press man. They talk about his speed, his ability to get behind the defense. It's just a matter of can he catch it. That's a great job tracking the ball. He just took a big sigh of relief. Look at his buddies greeting him on the sideline, man. That's got to feel good. All right, what's up, gang? Welcome into Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. If you'd like to email the show, you can send a message to Packers Total Access at gmail.com. We got a special group of people here. On the, they're already taking offense special. What's that mean, right? So we, we got a couple guys on the line here with us tonight for this podcast. And for those of you listening uh, tomorrow afternoon, we're going to release this in, in uh, MP3 form, podcast form, whatever on your wherever you get podcasts. But we're live on YouTube and Twitter. We got Mr. Matt Ramage and Rob Westerman. Um, you guys know know these two cats way better than you know me. I promise you that. And um, they've got a much bigger following than me. I'm just Really, really excited they accepted the invite tonight. And um, first of all, how you guys doing? Matt, you go first, man. What's going on in Matt Ramage's life right now? Well, uh, first of all, thanks for having me. Uh, I, and I I think you sound like a country singer. I think you have a, a voice that's made for this. You know what I mean? I think you're going to be real nice. successful just because of voice alone. You know what I mean? But uh, no, I, I ain't got nothing going on. Like today, I was off work. I played Red Dead Redemption 2 for like since this morning, like 9 to 10 in the morning. I just yeah. played and I, you know, I don't want to give no spoilers, but uh, <laughs> it was fun. I get sucked in that game. It, that game is awesome. Yeah, it's hilarious, man. We've uh, and I'm not good at it, but <laughs> that's what makes it even better. You don't have to be good at it. You could just walk into the saloon, slap somebody, get killed, respawn and you're right back in it. Right. You're good to go. But Rob, <laughs> Rob's already down here. Like, how did I end up on a stream with these two knuckleheads? What are we doing? Rob, how are you doing, man? Are you doing all right tonight? Uh, Clayton, I'm doing good, Matt. Join, good to join you guys. Um, I'm already asked, Clayton. I'm always down to talk some Packers. Um, not much going on in my life. Same old, same old, which is okay sometimes. Uh, yeah. I got a one and a half year old, so she keeps us yeah. busy. And and that's about it. We're kind of in this little off-season swing here where we're just kind of chilling. Uh, the clear headlines, you know, with Rodgers are waiting. Uh, certain yeah. things happening <laughs> here and there. I, I enjoyed watching the games yesterday. I was rooting for the Bengals and uh, didn't really care care about the Eagles 49ers outcome. I'm, I'm happy the Eagles won, but uh, yeah. Chiefs are in it once again. So we'll see how it goes down in two weeks. Yeah, absolutely, man. That was an epic game there between the Bengals and the Chiefs. It really was. It was good. You, you hate to see all absolutely. the penalties flying the way it was, but at the same time, man, it just uh, you can't beat playoff football. Even the blowouts, me personally, it's just you. the crowd, the energy, everything is just – it's unbelievable. Um, let's do this. Let's just jump right into the the most important question of the offseason and uh, and not waste any time here. And that's the question for Matt Ramage. Matt, I'm going to play a video real quick, man. I need to know, did you lose your job or not? And I want you to think real hard, okay, because I'm going to play this video for the listeners. This was live at Lambeau Field, Matt Ramage calling in sick to work. 
What are you doing, Matt? Hey, Matt what's, going what's going on, Matt? I'm calling in sick to work. Come <laughs> on! Hey, this is Matt Ravitch. I'm working 4 a.m. tomorrow. I'm not gonna make it in tomorrow. All right. I'm getting for it. He just called in sick. He just called in sick. Whiskey. Yeah. Did, Matt. Tell them what you did, Matt. I just called in sick, but they could hear so much of what's going on. Hey, go to Guantanamo! Go Man, it don't get any better than that, dude. You, you're everything that I expected a Packer fan to be. Uh, just being honest, man. Um, dude, it's. <laughs> When I seen that roll across Twitter, I was like, oh, my God. Because was that the Rams game? Am I thinking right? I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> you don't even remember. I, dude, I don't, that, that game was wild. Like, And, like, how that whole, that, that whole thing came to be is, like, I was like, oh, I got to call and sick to work tomorrow. But, like, I didn't plan on, like, doing it like that. But they're like, you should just do it right here. And the game, was, I think, was pretty much over. It was, like, a tail end. And then... So I was like, all right. And then as I was doing it, like everyone just started whipping out their phones and videoing me. I kind of got in the mode a little bit. I kind of got, plus I was, I was drinking pretty good. So I thought, <laughs> oh yeah, I got this little bottle of Woods and whiskey in my pocket. Cause someone had it, gave me a whole handful at a tailgate. So then I just ripped one out and like, just ripped that thing, uh, which I'm not like a whiskey drinker, like straight whiskey guy. Like I'm not that dude. I wish I was, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. probably would be dangerous if I was. It's crazy. Though, I, I didn't get fired though. Cause like, like I have shirts now I sell that I get sick days. Now that, yeah. that's all it was. You know, I called in sick, but kind of in a douchey way a little bit. Right. <laughs> From right. the stands at Lambeau Field. Uh, I, I wouldn't do it again, but I regret nothing. You know what I mean? I, I probably won't do it again, though. Gotcha. Absolutely. It's funny. Yeah, Rob, he said he didn't get fired, but look at this, man. I guarantee you have bruises. Look at this next one right here. Watch this video. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the last year. Look how the camera pans up. Dude, that was a good spot right there. Hold on, we're good. That was a good spot. That was a good spot. That's a good spot to fall, man. Dude, if you're going to fall anywhere at that stadium, I was just thinking that's the spot because I felt fine afterwards. I think like the whole next day, though, my whole backside was torn. I think a few other spots, too. That, that was a, a fun game, but a rough game. Usually I don't drink quite that much. But uh, that, that game was one that doesn't need to be remembered. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's well, <laughs> yeah. and that's why we're here showing it again for thousands of viewers. That's what we do, right? So, anyway, let's Matt, get into it. Uh, go ahead, Clayton. Uh, I was going to say, first, first of all, I want to apologize to the listeners. If there's a little bit of a delay, it has nothing to do with these guys. I promise you it's because the extension cord I've got run down the holler down here. Sometimes it gets unhooked every now and then. It's probably what's causing the delay. So it's on my end. I guarantee you that. But what were you going to say, Rob? Go ahead before we get into the pack. No, I, I was just saying, uh, Matt, they won that game. We needed you at the Lions game, my guy. <laughs> yeah, I I should have been there. You know, My record at Lambeau Field actually isn't bad. Like I don't know the record. People always like remember it. I don't remember. My memory is not that good to begin with. And then you started drinking. I don't <laughs> like, I have a podcast to talk about the game. Like I drank that day. Like I don't remember much of it. Like, yeah, they won or they lost. <laughs> uh -huh. My memory is blank. <laughs> I love it, man. Love it. Hey, let's, let's get into it. Let's get into some Packer talk. I, I'm let's start off with the big question, right? Aaron Rodgers. man, you bring that up on Twitter and they come out of the woodwork, right? It's unbelievable. I mean, and there's nothing in between. You know, I, I personally, my my stance is I pray to sweet baby Jesus that Jordan Love is as good as some people think he is. I hope it's true. I do, right? Um, and if 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 we're 100% sure that he's better than Aaron Rodgers right now, then absolutely. I'm cool with, hey, let's move forward. But I, just, I haven't found anyone to tell me I'm 100% sure he's better than a four-time MVP first ballot Hall of Fame, Super Bowl champion quarterback. So, Rob, I'm going to start with you, man. First of all, Aaron Rodgers, do you 
Which way are you leaning, man? Do you think he's returning? You think he's retiring? Because I know we've seen a lot of reports out there, and I feel like 90% of them are just BS, you know, and just people trying to create the clickbait and all that. But how do you feel, man? Do you think you think Aaron's coming back, or you think he's going to hang it up, or are they going to be traded, or what? That's the that's the magic question, and it? it's been the magic question in the last couple of years. Um, like you said, there's no really in between, but I feel like I'm kind of in between. Maybe the rare, you know person out there thinking this way but i hope he comes back i'll never not hope he comes back um obviously i wouldn't say i'm a rogers guy but how, how can you not love him and, and appreciate all he's done for the organization and whatnot but um yeah with jordan love it's just you don't have much to go off of uh i know the money situation is just a mess um but like i said I, i'm not ever one to say i don't want him to come back just because, you know, like he said in his own words, the grass, you know, the grass isn't always green on the other side. And also something he said, you know, everything's everything that's coming out is, is conjecture because, you know, he hasn't even decided whether he's playing or not. So um, if I had to choose, I want him back. Uh, but then that, you know, with, with how long Jordan Love's been sitting, it's kind of up in the air if we're going to be able to keep him with Rodgers. So I don't know. We're at a crossroads here. And this offseason – is going to be the most interesting one, obviously. You know, last year we thought that was going to be the case. The year before was was crazy. He didn't come till training camp. Uh, but this offseason is going to be an actual, like, franchise-altering one where, you know, a couple years ago if Rodgers came back, Jordan Love was going to stay. Um, this year that might not be the case. So uh, I want yeah. him back. Um, but if he is not back, he's traded slash retired. Um Let's go Jordan Love. I'm all in. You know, this is my team. I'd rather die for it. Uh, this last season, I about died for it, but I'm all, I'm all for it. You know, whoever's back there, uh, I'm backing them up 100%. So, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. That's very well said. <laughs> for me, man, it's the, the great thing is Rodgers has already kind of laid the foundation too that if a trade were to happen, there's no hard feelings. You know, right. it's going to be a mutual agreement between the team and him, and he'll go somewhere else and play. And obviously, they'll get compensation for it and all that. And what cracks me up, and I'm, I'm trying to keep this positive, but what cracks me up is how the people all year long talked about Aaron Rodgers was just completely washed up, right? And then the second the season's over, it's we're going to get three first round picks for him. It's like, <laughs> that's so true. Like, I thought he was washed up. Yeah, so, he's trash, bro. Let's get three first for him. <laughs> anyway, Matt. You're the GM, man. You've got better ties than anybody there in Green Bay, right? I know you're up there with your feet up on Goody's desk and all that. Yeah. Like, tell me what you think is going to happen, man. Is he coming back? Is he retiring? Is he getting traded? This is the toughest one because I, I went to war for like two years every offseason because it's kind of, it's kind of fun to argue with people. And I always thought he was coming back. Like, I was always for sure. And then this year, I'm not so sure. But I do think he wants to retire a Packer. Like he's mentioned it. Yeah. He cares about legacy. He's used that word a lot. I think he'd rather retire a Packer, not go the Brett Favre road, and like kind of have the deal of hatred. Not, not that I think he can't. He like cares that much because I think he's kind of used to people not loving him all the time. But um, but if if he still wants to play, if, if he decides I'm going to play, and the Packers are like we're going to lose Jordan Love because that's what I, I think it is for the Packers. I think first. Do we want Aaron Rodgers? Like, is he good? Can, can he still play it? Like, you know, their opinion. And if they figure out that he can, but now they have to think, oh, okay, if he does come back and we play him, what happens with Jordan Love? Does he ask for a trade? Will he be around? Are we going to screw up our future? And if they think they will, then I think they kind of got to go with Jordan Love. Because, like, if, if they believe he's that dude. Yeah. Uh, I'm not for a trade Aaron Rodgers. Like, I, I love me some Aaron Rodgers. I'd, I'd rather he didn't play for any other franchise just because I think it's cool. But, right. um, whether it's retiring now or not or whatever, like I, I'd rather him not. But like, if you're gonna lose Jordan Love and you're the you're the GM, like you can't risk if you think he's that dude. And they know right. what he is, good or bad. Like they know, like they, they they've seen enough of him. We haven't. Like that's why people are like he's trash. I'm like, how do you know, bro? <laughs> right. He's sneaking into like meetings and practices because like we, we you can make like an assessment off like a little that you see him play, but you can't act like you're just gonna. Hey, he's trash. Like, we'll see what happens. And like, at, like even after this, like with, with the cap situation, the Packers they got some maneuvering to do. I hope they're better at paying their bills than I am. Because <laughs> got the stuff to figure out whether he comes back or not. Like, there is some crazy stuff that's about to happen. I I can't do it because like I, I play Madden and like three seasons in, I'm done. I'm like I, I'm tapped out. I I ruined the team. 
So, like, I don't know if I'm the one to start telling Goody what to do. <laughs> I love Can't it. make it on rookie, you know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> we've did several podcasts this year where we've kind of outlined. I'll tell you someone else who did a really good job is Andy Herman. He, here recently, he put out some content where he covered multiple scenarios. And it, it's doable. No matter what the decision is, it's doable. But you hit the nail on the head with Jordan Love. We're coming to this crossroads. I think that if you think Jordan Love is the guy, and I have, I am of the opinion as well that Goody and the guys, they know whether he is the next starting quarterback or not. I believe that. Um, I'm not going to sit here and – I'm leaning towards I think they think he is the guy. That's that's yeah, what it kind of feels like to me. But you got this year, let's say Aaron does come back. You can bridge the gap next year, but it needs to be with an extension instead of that fifth-year option, because obviously with the fifth-year option, you don't have the maneuverability that you have with just a normal contract structure. To the best of my knowledge, that fifth-year option is treated just like a franchise tag. The only difference – actually, it, it will it will carry over with that player if indeed they're traded to another team. Um, but I kind of feel like we're going to find out. Obviously, the fifth-year option has to be put in place. I believe, Rob, it's May 3rd, if I remember correctly. So we'll definitely know before then, but um, – if Rodgers does does decide to retire, I think there's going to be more of a contract extension than the fifth year option. But um, moving on to other players, the big one that's that's going to just destroy me if he walks in free agency is our boy uh, Keyshawn Nixon. Um, man, I want him back. It's been so long, guys. Rob, it's been so long since we've had a kick returner, man. Like, how do you feel about Keyshawn Nixon, man? Do you think you think they're going to work that out? And I think some of it comes down to I haven't heard you. If you guys have heard any information, go ahead and mention it. But Rich Basaccia had a second interview with the Indianapolis Colts today, I believe. Um, if he leaves, I could see us really having to overpay to keep Keyshawn Nixon. However, if he doesn't leave, because I, I imagine Keyshawn would want to follow him wherever he goes. Um, if he doesn't leave, I think we could get him at a reasonable price. But what do you think about Keyshawn Nixon, Rob? Um, he was probably, you know, one of the few consistent bright spots of the team this last year outside of, you know, Christian Watson. Um, Aaron Jones probably could have been, you know, if he was getting some more touches. But he's probably up, up there on the priority list. And like you said with Rich Passaccia, having that second interview with the Colts and, and knowing that, you know, Rich was kind of the guy who vouched for him bringing him in. That's gonna kind of throw a wrench in things if Rich does leave. I don't, I'm not sure if you know. I, I'm not an expert by any means, but is he a legit candidate for that job? Who knows? I know he did a good job with the Raiders, being the interim head coach. Obviously, he turned things around um, a little bit, especially towards the second half of the season for the Packers special teams. But yeah, Keyshawn Nixon um, has a has a case to be the MVP of the team um, last season. Maybe Jair, especially with the second half he had. Um, but man, he's got to be up there in the priority list. And, and I'd be hurt if he left because, man, we, we get somebody for the first time in a while, like you said, and we only yeah. get him for half the season. And he's, he's breaking records and, and leading the league in kickoff return statistics. And then he's gone. I'd, I'd be hurt. <laughs> what do you, yeah. what do you think, Clayton? Oh, my God. It would destroy me, man. I, <laughs> I'm telling you, when he, you know, it was just going into the season, my goal was listen, special teams. I just want – I want a top 25 special team. I just don't want the worst, right? <laughs> if we have a top 25 special teams out of 32 teams, right, yep. then then that's going to be an improvement. We're going to be fine. Now, the addition of Pat O'Donnell obviously fixed the uh, the holding issues, right, which was a huge problem. Jack Coco stepped up, done a great job. I think Rich Passaccia really did a good job. I, I, I kind of feel like the Amari Rogers thing was Goody not wanting to give up on a third round pick, and, and rightfully so, man. You you know when you believe in somebody and and you want to establish that culture, but man, it's I think the most disappointing part for me was looking back and going, how did how did you not notice that Keyshawn Nixon was that much better at returning kicks than anyone else on the team, right? Um, so I huge to get him back, Matt. What do you think, man? Are you a big Keyshawn Nixon fan? For sure, I mean. I I wonder because, like you mentioned, though, like how did how do they not know? Like during practice, like are they practicing like real kickoff situations, or are right. they kind of just like going through the motion? Because it's a dangerous thing. Like I doubt that they're like you know they're going down there and just slaughtering each other. But so I wonder like how much you can really see in practice because I I feel like if they'd have known, like they would might have would have done it sooner. I get why Amari Rogers had the opportunity that he had, like for what you just said, mm -hmm. but um. Yeah, after he came on, like he, dude, he's just fun to watch. I think that that's what's huge about having a guy like that. Is even if your team is trash, you have a good kick returner, good punt returner. Like, hey, at least we get to 
have a little hope every now and again. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think the Packers are, are that trash, but I, I think uh, a playmaker like him is huge. Like, I think he's probably going to get a little bit more money because of, uh, you know, being all pro or all, all the things that, that he accomplished. But I still don't think he's going to be, like, crazy. It's not like, you know, right. it was one year, so, like, but, uh, yeah, hopefully we we keep our, our people intact, you know, a few of them. Because uh, he, he's a huge one. He's, like, you know, th- there's a big difference from starting at your 20, obviously, and, like, once in a while you're 40, and then if you can break a few. Like, it just makes it – he's he's so important. Yeah, absolutely. I think they'll bring him back. I do. I think that's one of the top priorities. He's in my top tier <clears throat> along with Rudy Ford, Mason Crosby, and and even Randall Cobb. Like, if, if Aaron returns, I think Randall Cobb could play a huge role again. I think that – you know, one of the reasons that Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs showed the flash they did was because they had, you know, a veteran like Cobb in there, you know, making things happen and, and, and you know, kind of bridging that gap between 12 and them. And and also he was, you know, I don't know if you guys follow PFF. I, it's one of the sources I like to use. And uh, he was the, uh, you know, the second highest graded wide receiver on the entire team, you know. So if Aaron comes back, I think Cobb's back. If Aaron doesn't come back, I guess we're probably seeing the end of Randall Cobb too. But um, yeah, when it comes to uh, Keyshawn Nixon, though, man, he's top priority. Rudy Ford's the other one, man. I don't know. Am I the only one in this group that's got a crush on Rudy Ford? And before we get to that, here's the secret. Here's how we're going to have success next year. Eric Sutherland says, "Do we bring back Jason Spriggs and release David Bakhtiari?" I think that'll do it right there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where is yeah, Jason Spriggs? Has anybody seen him guy. in a day? <laughs> is he still in the league? <laughs> right, I doubt it. We need to Google right. that, honestly. Yeah, right. I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've, I haven't said that name for a while. <laughs> and when we used to say it, it wasn't it wasn't like yeah jason spriggs it was oh god jason spriggs <laughs> it was really like drive killers holding penalties yeah. all starts no, no nothing stuff. on jason spriggs nothing on jason spriggs i get it. He, you know he's doing doing much more things in, with his life than he did that i'm doing with mine but that was a tough little <laughs> era there absolutely it was how about rudy ford man are you are you a, a big rudy ford fan uh rob because he was a guy that Man, I you know, he he played just a couple of games, showed a lot of promise. PFF had him graded through the freaking roof. Yeah. He's a special teams ace kind of player, although he settled into that starting safety role. Um, I think you could get him back for a decent price, probably you know three four million. And um, I don't I don't know if Amos would be back or not. There's already some dead uh, some dead cap with him on the roster coming up. But how did you feel about Rudy? Do you think that was just a flash in the pan, or do you think there might be something there for the future? I don't know. That, that'll be interesting, uh, especially with Darnell Savage's fifth year being picked up. The Packers got to hang on to him and or yeah. trade him and then probably eat some dead cap if they do get rid of Darnell. But uh, I think they'll hang on to Savage, and that kind of makes uh, Rudy Ford's situation a little interesting. Obviously, you yeah. said Adrian Amos. Who knows if he'll be back or not. Um, he's a guy that had a rough year uh, compared to his past years. But Rudy Ford uh, had a great pick against the Vikings. That Vikings game overall was insane. The pick six, the kickoff return. I had a buddy who was up there and, and said it was probably the loudest that he's ever heard it up in Lambo, which is good to hear. Um, but if you can get him back, like you said, for three, four million, I'm all for it. Special teams guy. Um, it's fun to watch. Uh, what do you yeah. feel, Matt? You thinking thinking he's coming back or? Dude, I, I have a funny Rudy Ford story. Right? <laughs> oh, here I was you go. At, we came for. <laughs> I was at the Titans game. Right, I went to it was Thursday night football. That was that prime game where I got like it up top and all that stuff yeah so someone made a video of, of of me and my son it was mostly my son he's just screaming right and then i remember t- talking to him and they're like i was like uh why were you recording he's like oh he's all last thing i remember is you screamed rudy ford's a hall of famer <laughs> and, he goes, <laughs> and then i just started recording <laughs> i don't even know what play it was but uh I think he must have obviously got an interception against some kind of turnover, yep. but yeah. So I'm all in because I've already said he's a Hall of Famer. Yep. So I I definitely want him back. But yeah, I think he's one of those guys that you know obviously want to see you do it longer. But I think that you need to like secure these guys if you can, if it's manageable. Right. Um, don't let him slip off, and then you see him making Pro Bowls for the like Bengals or something. Yeah. <laughs> next year, that's what the Packers like to do. You see right. this guy like I remember him. Oh. He's an all-pro now. That's cool. Yeah, that's great. Right? Micah Hyde <laughs> 2.0, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing is like, uh, like with Rodgers, I feel like a lot of these questions are kind of in the balance with what he decides to do. Whether he if he yeah. comes back, then sure we're bringing we're bringing the the squad back. And, and but if he doesn't, and I know that they're not going to rebuild with Jordan Love, or at least that's what they've said. But it's like, I don't know. They might allocate some money elsewhere. I, 
I don't know. It'll yeah. be yeah, interesting. I think, I think that they wouldn't be as aggressive with Jordan Love. Like, right. they'd be aggressive. They want to, I think, but I think they'd, they'd probably lean in more and trying to protect him mm-hmm. and uh, work with the young wide receivers we have. And, like, they would try to manage it, like, try to win, but not go all out. But with Rodgers, I think they'd be like, dude, they're like, they got the crowbar out just trying to keep that window open yep. a little bit, you know. <laughs> it's right there. It's like right there. Can we pry it back open for another season? Yeah, they're yeah. Shot. They're like, yeah, it ain't over yet, bud. <laughs> I think I think that would be the worst case scenario for me, though. And not to get back on Aaron Rodgers, but we're going to go back for just a second. If he leaves, right, and he goes to another team, and he just goes right back to MVP form, right, and lights it up. That would be and, tough. And Jordan, and I'm not speaking this, like you heard me, I'm leaning towards I think he's the real deal. But let's just say that he does flop, you know, and, he, and he's not that starting caliber quarterback. And Aaron plays like Tom Brady for another three or four years. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> come on. And, and and really, that could happen because Jordan Love in his first year might not be that great. Like, he might have, like, learning struggles. So a, a lot of quarterbacks do. Like, and, like, I think that it's important, like, that first year – you want him to show flashes and kind of show like what you can do, but like if, if he, you know, thro- throws you know twelve interceptions or something, like it's not or more. You know, I'm trying to like lowball. <laughs> you know, like some quarterbacks, like Peyton Manning. I'm not comparing him to Peyton Manning at all, but uh, you know, he was horrible his first year, and Absolutely. everyone knew he was going to get better. Everyone had that. Not to say in that way, but like my point is, is like some quarterbacks step in and they're like almost peaked right away, or like just like went in and, and just started flowing. Other guys struggle. And then uh, that second year, that third year, they get better. He's older because he's been right back backing up Rogers. So I assume that some of those mistakes he learned, like he learned he, so much, like not from not playing, that I think it'll benefit him. But he might not, you know, go off that that first year. Right? Yeah, absolutely, man. I was actually in in the house for Aaron Rodgers' first start. I was at Lambeau. It was Monday Night Football against the Vikings, and I remember watching. The day before, we were at an autograph session at the Packer Pro Shop, and they had all the TVs going, and, and Brett Favre was playing for the Jets. And I'm just – I felt like I was in this twilight zone. I'm like, how is all this even real, right? <laughs> and then sure enough, man, <clears throat> that first quarter, he launched a bomb to Greg Jennings. And I'm 13 rows, corner of the end zone from the field, right? And he let that thing go, and it was like this. I was like, oh, hold on a second. We've got something here. Like, you could immediately see it. Now, don't get me wrong. Everybody wasn't screaming he's going to be, you know, arguably one of the the greatest quarterbacks in history. But it was like, yeah, we can do something with this. We can do something with this. Um, So, you never know, man. You never know until you uh, kind of get thrown into the fire. But I'm with you, though, Matt. They've seen him in practice. They know more than me. I promise you. (laughs) They know more than any podcaster out there. But we got a question here, and this is – I kind of wanted to go in this direction anyway. Yeah, biggest, I, I like this. Yeah, one of the biggest needs I think we've got is tied in. When it comes to the the Matt LaFleur system, I've done a lot of digging this year, watched a lot of tape, and I'm an X's and O's nutcase. Like, I could sit and watch silent football film for hours. And the, the thing that I have noticed is Matt LaFleur's system is a complete mirror of Sean McVay's system. It is. So what you essentially had is the Kyle Shanahan tree branches off. You've got McVay, you've got Shanahan. Shanahan runs a lot of 21 personnel, which is, you know, fullback sets, eye formations, things like that. With with uh, with McVay, you've got a lot of uh, a lot of ace looks, single back looks, a lot of 11, 11 and 12 personnel, that type of thing. And when, when I kind of dug into this, it was like, man, all of these teams in the playoffs, the one thing that stood out to me was they all have great tight ends. Everyone, I mean, look at the Eagles. You've got Goddard, right? And then, of course, with Kansas City, you've got Travis Kelsey. And immediately people will come at you, oh, yeah, I'll sign Travis Kelsey. Give me one, right? I'm not saying they <laughs> just grow on trees. But if all you're going to do is take a swing in the third round once a decade, you're probably not going to land one, right? So with that being said, the question is, do we re-sign Tunyon or draft the tight end from Notre Dame? I personally am a Notre Dame fan. I love the history, the tradition, the ties to Curly Lambeau, all that stuff. And I watched a lot of Michael Mayer. And the fact that you surf, when you search in the gift bar for Michael Mayer, it just pops up all Michael Myers. I'm even for that too. It's awesome. If, if, he's, if that's going to become his, his logo, right, I'm good with it. But Rob, what do you think, man? First of all, with Tunyon, obviously he's one of those vertical threat type tight ends. He's not your traditional Shanahan style, McVeigh style tight end. Um, do we re-sign Tunyon? And uh, what's your answer to tight end, man? Because to me, it's the biggest need on offense. 
Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Tight end's been a vacancy, it seems like, for quite some time. I know Marseille's Lewis has been balling out, but but in a little bit of a different way. Obviously, we need a pass catching tight end. And I think, you know, Tunyon had that great year two seasons ago, then obviously got hurt last year uh against the commanders, um, then football team. But um it looked like he didn't quite get over that uh the beginning of the year. Then it seemed like he started kind of getting his flow back. He was making some cuts, uh, a little more confidence, but I feel like the offense was so up and down, and then Christian Watson came in um, and just took over the show. So I'm not sure if it's a combination of he got off to a slow start this year. Um, Watson came in. You got Dobbs in there, although he got hurt. Um, I don't know. It's tough because I love Tunyon. I love Big Bob. But I don't know if if they're going to bring him back. If they do, I don't think he'll be too expensive. Yeah. Um, but then but then that kind of lays back with Aaron Rodgers too. I mean, if Rodgers isn't back, then then probably not. If Rodgers is back and he's one of the guys that he wants back, then then probably. But I don't know. We shall see. I'm not sure, sure about um the tight end from Notre Dame, Michael Mayer. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a huge draft guy, at least not yet. I usually try and dive in a little bit, um, at least for, for guys that that other smart people are, are telling telling me that they, we might go for. <laughs> so <laughs> I used to be in the huge in the draft and then, you know, a couple of years went by and I'm like, man, I spent so much time on these guys and in like 95% of them didn't even end up on our team. <laughs> right. So I, yeah. I, let the ex, I let the experts go for it. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. And I kind of read along with them. And then uh, copy them and copy. Yeah. Them. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Them. 101. Let's go. Yeah. That's what yeah. I do. I hear a name like, oh, Williams. Yeah, that guy's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> let's get it let's get it you see where they got run the cell route i have watched it a thousand times yeah I just, I just don't know um you know i mean it's so rare that the packers take you know skill position guys in the first round let right. alone tight ends um i'd be pumped if we did yeah yeah they, they got pumped. like some uh they got some places to fill i love me some tunyon like I, I wonder if that he wasn't like you said totally healed from that injury. What he could do if he is back next year, like whether it's Rodgers or Jordan Love, and like I felt like th- that year that he went off, like they kind of they made that happen. Like they they had him in situations that were that were getting him open. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if they're doing that this year or not. I'm not a film buff, uh, but I just noticed that he wasn't catching as many. So I, I'm not sure. Like it, did they change? Like if they were tried, could they have? Like they just weren't future him. You know, I got. They got Watson and they're going different ways, but I'd, I'd love to have Tanya. But if, if there is a stud tight end that, that they can grab, I think that'd be huge. Like a tight end just adds so much to your, uh, to, to your offense. A little the old Packers teams that were successful, the tight ends I had back in the day. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I, I'm not, like I say, I'm not a, I'm not a draft dude. I'll just copy whatever you say. That's why I like going live. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Clayton, whatever you put out, man, I'm behind you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll retweet. So, I'll say same. Yep. Ditto. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. exactly. Yeah. So I, I watched a ton of Notre Dame, and, and the thing about Michael Mayer, um, it, to me, he he does remind me of Gronk. He might not be quite as fast as Gronk, but if you watch Gronk in college. 
Gronk didn't really develop that that inline speed until he got to the NFL. He, he played a lot of fullback at Arizona. They could split him out wide. But the thing about Michael Mayer is he can play um, in multiple spots. You know, he can play attached to the offensive line in that traditional tight end row. He can play that flex and the Y, you know, and kind of play that slot receiver type role. And then he can also play the boundary. Um, so he he can do everything on the field that you need a tight end to do. His his combine numbers are not going to wow anyone, but his PFF grade was like 92. I mean, he's just a smart football. You got to be smart to walk through the doors at Notre Dame, first of all, right? I mean, their academics yeah. are just crazy. And they don't let me. They hear my accent. They go, no. I pull in the parking lot. Like, nah, the street, bro. Take <laughs> your ass on. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Keep going. Yeah, so Keep going. When it comes to Michael Mayer, or I'm sorry, Robert Tunyon, Spotrack has his fair market value at 5.2 million annually. Um, I think you let him test the market, and if you can get him for three, three and a half million, I think it'd be worth bringing back because, like you yeah. guys said, I mean, later in the year he did start to kind of regain that form, and and people we've gotten so used to people like Adrian Peterson and other great athletes coming back so quick from ACLs that it really put me back into into place watching David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins battle to come back because that's not normal for players to be able to come back that quick, especially a player, you know, who's, who's got that kind of frame, that kind of, you know, weight that they're carrying all those things. I mean, I, I pull a butt cheek when I walk downstairs to get a beer out of the fridge, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how in the world, that's what amazes me. Stay on the field. These drunk fans, I'm like, bro, are you serious? You like, can't even stay in the stands, bro. <laughs> yeah. You've been back and even walk down the stairs, man. Yeah, those stairs are slippery. All right. That's a that's yeah. a I'm just trying exactly. to spread awareness. So we got another question here. Man, um, the people. This one's gonna hurt, man. Does Mason Crosby retire? This comes in from Tim. Tim, appreciate you uh asking the question. I appreciate everybody in the chat too. You guys are awesome. Um does Mason Crosby retire? What do you think, man? What's your guess, Rob? Because it's gonna it's gonna destroy me when uh, when Mason walks away. Yeah, I, I've been uh, so clear and evident the past few years. He's one of my favorite Packers of all time, just because you think of all the great moments like, as a fan as you're watching. Like he's been behind at least for myself, you know, probably about half of them. And obviously, you know, those plays that here he's in, they're set up by some pretty crazier plays. You know, yeah. Dallas comes to mind in the divisional round. Uh, a few years back, and and even like uh, that Bears game that we had to run the table, the uh, the launch to Jordy Nelson, uh, he still comes in and seals it. I was at the Monday Night Football game against the Niners a few years ago. Uh, we were playing C.J. Beathard, and game winner there. Um, just just crazy moments that he's been behind. And yeah, he had a rough year last year, but I always thought that it wasn't all on him. And I'm sure uh, you guys can agree or attest to a little bit. You know, the the field goal unit as a whole was was a mess from you know the protection up front the snap the hold and after so many times of that you know i, I don't blame him if he's sitting there worrying about anything else other than his job at that yeah. point which is, which is already so hard um as it is but <clears throat> excuse me this year uh he he did good i think he only missed three four field goals all year and i i got his thing right up here he's one of my favorite dudes uh i saw it in his instagram story the other day he's he's working out he said off season's underway so i I imagine um, just based on that, I, I haven't seen anything else. Uh, he's an off season underway, so I don't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he'll come back. I'm hoping he does. Um, yeah. We'll see. Because, because, like you know, said it earlier, the grass isn't always green on the other side, and he's solid. You know, he's, yeah. he's one of the Packers all time leading scorer. Um, when he was on, he was on, and he's still he's still a little bit on. Um, but he's getting up there in age, but he's still got it. I think, uh, maybe not the legs for kickoffs, which, uh, could, could bring yeah. up a couple issues and, and snags as far as if they want him back, but I hope he comes back. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys follow Andrew brand on Twitter, but he always, he always talks about, you know, how important having kickers is. So wh what are you guys thinking? He coming back, yeah. you retiring, man. I, I hope he does. I mean, like you said last year, the, the addition of Pat O'Donnell and Jack Coco fixed the field goal unit completely, right? That and Rich Basaccia jumping down everybody's throat, you know, obviously doesn't hurt. But anyway, Mason was probably too terrified to miss a kick out there. But um, right. the, the, the thing about Mason, he's he's pretty much automatic 50 yards and in last year. Like, now yeah. when you get above that, how many kickers are going to be like just through the roof great? You got your Justin Tuckers and a few others. But other than that, man – I mean, Mason was clutch. He was great. And and you're right, Rob. He Everything he's posted, he's coming back. It, it seems like he's not going to retire. The question is, 
do we re-sign him? And uh, that's all going to come down to the cap and and what gets maneuvered around if Aaron does come back. I think that's something else that people are overlooking is if, if Aaron does come back to the Packers, there's going to be some things adjusted. I'm not suggesting he's going to take a huge pay cut. And it's just nobody truly understands that contract. And anyone who says they do, they're they're kidding themselves. There's optional aspects of that contract that, you know, both you mentioned Andrew Brand on the business of sports, he and Mark Rogers, which is uh, Russell Wilson's agent, uh, super agent when it comes to baseball. He just negotiated Russell Wilson's football contract. Um, they both said nobody but David Dunn, Aaron Rodgers, and the Green Bay Packers know exactly what that contract is. So it's just a matter of Aaron making the decision. If he comes back and there's room, I think Mason will be back as well with the Packers. But it could signal, it could kind of trigger that moving on to, to someone else. But I got the chance to meet him, Matt. It was several years ago. We were at an autograph signing. And that dude is as humble as they come, man. He, he wouldn't He wouldn't hardly talk, but it wasn't like a – I'm too good to talk to you. He just seemed very humble. He was just, you know, kind of when we asked for his autograph, he was kind of like surprised and he was young at the time. It was several years ago. Uh, Mason's a stand up dude. Have you got a chance to meet him or anything, Matt, or what's been your experience with Mason Crosby? How do you feel? Should he come back? Are you hoping the Packers bring him back? I've, I've never met him, but I, every story that I've ever heard about Mason Crosby is, is just that like, he's kind of quiet. He's, he's just good, dude. He's a family dude. All that video he's in there in his kitchen doing whatever was going on there. But I, I absolutely think he's coming back, or at least he's he, he's not going to retire. Um, yeah. I think he would have by now. I think he would know. Like as a kicker, long his career that that he's had, you would think that like if halfway through the season, like yeah, that's probably going to be it or whatever. But I think that he's probably going to wait, see how like, how his leg feels. And Pat McAfee talked about that, like in the off season, how your leg feels, or like if it's all jacked up, then maybe he would. But I, I think that he's steering that way. I have no reason to, to know that just my opinion but if you right. think about green bay how they talk about the quarterbacks for the 30 years and all this stuff look at the kickers i think mason crosby i think was right after ryan longwell wasn't it like yeah i'm pretty sure yeah immediately i don't even think that there were, yeah i don't think that there was a gap and so like have a you know full you know a, a kicker a longtime kicker for for all those years is huge and mason crosby like yeah like he had his downs he had his bad seasons here and there but he uh he he, he won some won some big games in the package he's He's a Packer legend. Like I, I'm not sure that many kickers run a league. I mean, there's some, but they're just loved by the fans so much. Like Crosby, yeah. like how many people? Like he's got a Crosby jersey hung on his wall. How many people have kickers jerseys <laughs> hung up on the wall? I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe it's normal. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe but, the uh, Ravens. I mean, I don't know. He was always my favorite. Like I just look. I thought a couple years back, maybe four or five years. I'm like, man, you know, like somebody had asked me, you know, who your favorite Packers players are, uh, current or past, and I'm like just thinking of all the great moments and stuff that I've watched and seen. Um, and I'm and Mason Crosby just kept popping up. And then I, then I started following him on Instagram and social media, just kind of trying to just get a feel for stalk who him. he was. He's like, and, I started to stalk him for a while. <laughs> I Turns started out to yeah. he's very nice, but he doesn't like people looking in the windows. <laughs> I was outside his place driving around and whatnot, and he he, he flipped me off, so that was super nice. Uh, like, he's so nice. <laughs> Uh-huh, but no, so yeah, got brand I, new I, windows. <laughs> I, uh, I met him for a split second before the Lions game, uh, where he signed that for me. Um, uh, just said he appreciated the support and stopped over and headed off. So I didn't get a chance really to talk to him, uh, whatsoever. But nobody has a bad word Security to say. Security came in, <laughs> I know I was hanging on, I wouldn't let go. I was like, come on, <laughs> security's so, like, it's over, bro, let it go. <laughs> He's universally loved, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Right here, we've got a question in the chat. Says uh, Marlon says, does Aaron stay in Green Bay? And if so, do we work around – how do we work around the cap? And why wouldn't we go receiver or edge rusher in round one? First thing uh, there, the first part of that question, Marlon, um, we've laid it out, I know, on our podcast several times, how the cap's going to work. Essentially, to put things into um, – a short version of explaining how to work. You have up to 40 million in simple restructures that can take place. That's simply converting base salary and roster bonus to signing bonus, being able to tack on avoidable or two years and being able to spread that cap hit out. Okay. And I know a lot of people aren't fans of that. 
Um, I've went on rant after rant after rant how it's not caught up to any teams yet, right? There's ways to get around it. When it comes to the salary cap, the salary cap is real. I'm not one of these flat earthers that say the salary cap <laughs> is fake, okay? That's not me. But it is, it is, you can you can pretty much make anything work under the cap. It's just very date sensitive. And that's what you've seen with Devontae Adams, Darius Smith, that whole offseason was everything kind of came to a head at once. They assumed that Devontae was going to resign. He, you know, pretty much made it clear he wanted to go to, to Vegas and play. And that's kind of what I mean by that whole date sensitive thing. The date you really want to key in on, in my opinion, is mid-February, right around February 15th, because it was mid to late February last year when Kenny Clark's deal got restructured. If you see in mid-February some of these deals start to get restructured, then that's probably signaling that Aaron's going to come back and they're going to void a few years off and work this cap in. But to answer your question, you had – 40 million in simple restructures, and I think up to 70 million in maximum restructures. So we're 17 million over the cap right now, give or take a mil, you know, as if I've got that money laying around, right? But <laughs> they, the, the way it'll work is 17 million over the cap. Let's say you just restructure enough to, to free up 30 million. You don't even go the, the 40 million of simple restructures. Then you've got money to play with, resign some other players. They can make it work. There's no doubt about that. The question is, does Aaron want to come back? And then also the other thing is, um, is you know, Jordan Love the guy. Do you go ahead and extend him? All the things we just talked about. But as far as edge rusher and receiver, for me, this, the simple answer is what's the best player available on the board at the time? But um, what about you, Rob? Do you think uh, do you think they might go receiver or edge rusher? Because edge rusher is getting thrown around a lot. And I know I know Rashawn Gary is going to start the season on the PUP list, obviously coming off that ACL injury, and. Um, you know, Kingsley and Igbari, I like I, I personally don't see edge rusher as, hey, look, man, let's go out. Let's let's reach on the board and get an edge rusher. But I seem to be in the minority there. It keeps getting brought up. What do you think about edge rusher and receiver? Um, I was hoping for a receiver last year. And, and, and although we didn't get him in the first round, we got him pretty much in the first round. Um, I don't see us going that far again. Uh, I back to back years after not doing it for so long. Um, I do see him, you know, add to, they, they got to do something in that receiver room. There's only, I think, five under contract right now total, two of them being guys that weren't even on the active roster last year. Um, so we shall see. I don't think it's going to be round one for receiver. They'll probably go out and get a veteran. Um, yeah. Probably draft a guy at some point during the draft. And I'm not an expert. Uh, Clayton, my guy here, I got to hop on the show with Clayton more. This guy knows what he's talking about. Matt, can you attest to that? I'm sitting over here. I'm like, he's a, he's I'm a nerd. His numbers like it's nothing. Yeah, hey, my, I, I don't know stuff. <laughs> I'm like, let's go. But no, Clayton, I agree. Uh, I don't see Ed Rusher being a huge, you know, alarming uh, need. Yeah, it's a need. Um, and like you said, again, the best player available thing is that's where I've been at uh, during my time as a fan. Um, but I feel like an underrated and maybe not so talked about group, maybe be old, maybe old line, you know, Josh Myers. Uh, he's not an anchor, you know. He, I agree he's not, with that. Sorry, he's not an anchor. Is that what I meant to say? He's not, you know, completely safe. Um, right. And I learned this from from uh, the smart guys. You know, I listen to an Andy Herman episode. I read an article from Peter Bukowski or, or guys, and I'm like, oh, you know what? You got a point. And right. now I agree with that point. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody agrees with Peter Bukowski. <laughs> <That's the rule. laughs> Not the no, rule. I hear you. I'm not talking I trash. <laughs> I hear you, but no, it's uh, it'll be interesting. Obviously, a lot of it. Um, again, you know, you hate to keep bringing it up, but it's the it's the the key to this whole thing is if Aaron's coming back. If he's not, yep, that's it. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Matt? Receiver, edge rusher. What are you thinking, man? I don't think that they'll draft a wide receiver in the first round ever again. Yeah. I don't think that. I think we that's their, the one of the lifetime, right? <laughs> yeah, that, I think I think they made that a stern rule, like nope, because they keep talking about it. We're not going to do it. We'll wait for the first pick in the second round, but we're not picking one in the first. <laughs> but I, I don't I don't think they they really need to grab one in the first. And Christian Watson's going to be a dude. I think that they got to get a veteran. The probably will depends if Randall Cobb is there. I think I think Randall Cobb is good for being like a leader, like a mentor, like in the locker room, like showing dudes like, um, we'll see, like you know he. He's getting up there. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that he's going to want to come back. Even when Rogers does come back, there's a chance Randall Cobb is like, yeah, I'm done. Um, and not to yeah. say he's like an old time, like he's over there with a the cane. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not convinced. Like he's definitely coming back, even if Rogers does. But as, as, as 
edge rusher. Like, I'm not really sure like what what they'd go for. I, I like the best overall pick. That's how I do it in Madden. <laughs> I think the best overall pick is the best, unless you're in a situation where the best overall pick is a quarterback and you don't want to have Lambeau field burn, then you would trade that away or whatever. <laughs> whatever you got to do. <laughs> I'm not for trading to pick away, but uh, okay. yeah, it's a lot. I, I think best available, like they, they know what they need. I think you have to go with your needs a little bit, but not completely. Cause you don't want to reach for a guy. Like, oh, we need this, this position. Right. So we're going to, we're going to reach. And then he doesn't even work out. Now you, now you're screwed. So yeah, I'm the last dude to ask who they should draft. though. <laughs> <laughs> Dan in the chat says, Michael Mayer is a bully on the field. He puts guys on their arse. All right. And then we got, um, here we got in the chat. David says the tight end from Utah looks good, and he's referring to uh, Dalton Kincaid. He does. He looks strong. Um, he's uh, seems to be a tier or two below Michael Mayer. At least that's what the experts think right now. And Dan said, "Yeah, Kincaid is good. He's he's more like Tunyon, though. I I agree with that. And Michael Mayer's nickname is Baby Gronk. So he's kind of built like Gronk, man. That's uh, I I don't know, man. I to me, if he's sitting there at fifteen, I think it makes a whole lot of sense to go with Michael Mayer. I mean, simply because. You know, the fact that he can play attached, essentially what he is, Rob, what I've seen on tape, imagine someone who blocks, um, I don't want to say as good as Mercedes Lewis because Mercedes Lewis is probably the best in the game at blocking. It's the only problem is he's kind of limited in the passing game. But, um, man, he, you know, when it comes to Michael Mayer, he kind of looks like that Mercedes Lewis type build, just a big guy, looks like an extension of the offensive line. And just the thought of him doing the things that Kittle's doing in San Francisco. I think the real issue we're faced with is um, we need to lean into that Shanahan style offense and a little bit away from McVay because I personally believe anybody listen to my pod, they they know I've I've harped on it all year long. I feel like the league has caught up to McVay's system. The Rams struggled. I know there was a lot of injuries. The Packers run that system. You know, they struggled immensely without Devontae Adams this year. They take it to Chicago. They only make it five or six games, and they go, this ain't working. We're just going to start running with the quarterback, right? And on and on and on. Every, I mean, look at look at Nathaniel Hackett took the same exact approach to Denver. They sign a huge franchise quarterback, falls flat on his face. You know, the NFL is so cyclical that I feel like schematically things come full circle and we're to the point now where people have caught on to McVay's system. I think you lean into Shanahan's and throw some of the other stuff in. Um, the thing that bothers me the most is when people don't watch the tape and then they just scream from their couches that this isn't LaFleur's offense. This is Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy's offense. And I'm like, no, bub, like, just go watch the Rams. This this is LaFleur's scheme. Uh, and the NFL's tough. They get paid on both sides of the ball, right? The other team's getting paid too. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, it's not always going to fall into place, but – um, yeah, so that's kind of how I feel about the situation. So, can I ask you a question? Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like 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 Aaron Rodgers um, and and the floor's offense? You feel like if Aaron Rodgers isn't there, like the offense is going to change? Like obviously, it's, I, I would think a little bit, but like you think that they would? It's not going to be drastic, right? Like, if it was Jordan, it, it'd be just be a, a quarterback that is younger and trying to right. do it. Yeah. So for me, I mean, when you look at when when Jordan was on the field, it didn't change. You know, I mean, I, when he came in and threw that pass to Christian Watson against the Eagles, don't get me wrong, I hit my head on the ceiling fan. I was fired. I was like, <laughs> look at this. Guys, this was a seven-yard slant route that Christian Watson threw it into overdrive and outran the defense. That's a play – That's that same play has been called hundreds of times with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. I don't think the system will change because of that. But we are going into the offseason. The first offseason since LaFleur got there the, that the offense struggled. So I think you're going to see a change regardless. What will crack me up is if Jordan Love does take over and we do drift into the Shanahan style a little bit more, and then everybody goes, see, they wasn't running LaFleur's offense. Like, I can yeah. see that happening too. But the beautiful thing is the tape don't lie. If you've got NFL Plus, you can go back and watch tape from forever ago. Since 2010, you can watch every single game, right? Wow. Um and you can go in and, and really break down the personnel. What I mean by personnel is, you know, like 21 personnel is what they lean on the most um, in San Francisco, which is two running backs, one tight end. Typically, that's an I formation. The biggest issue we've got is we don't have a fullback. We've got DeGuara, and he is not Kyle Juszczyk, right? And we've got, you know, Tunyon and Mercedes Lewis. He's not Kittle, obviously. They've also got two number one receivers in Brandon Ayuk and uh, Debo Samuel. There's times where they would come out in a 21 personnel, meaning two running backs, one tight end, and they would flex Christian McCaffrey out at the X receiver, 
and they would have Debo at tailback. The defense is what it does is it, it's like a deer in headlights. It forces them to play vanilla because they don't know where anyone's going to line up. That is not what LaFleur's done the entire time he's been here, right? And, uh, and again, you can go back to Tennessee. This offense that we're running now looks just like it did in Tennessee. You know, a lot of people knock it because he didn't run Derrick Henry enough when he was in Tennessee as the offensive coordinator. I'm talking about Matt LaFleur. And then he comes to Green Bay, and what's the big argument? He doesn't run Aaron Jones enough, right? So, <laughs> you know, I, I see – to answer your question, I hope that answers your question, Matt. I don't think it'll change because Jordan Love is a quarterback. I think it could change this coming season, though, because they got their rear ended handed to them on offense. But Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they, they definitely got to yeah. think about some stuff. Things up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. one of the things that, that I had to accept, and we're getting ready to wrap up here. I, I'll get you guys' uh, closing thoughts. One of the things I had to accept as a fan where I was wrong, Pat Kerwin used to say all the time, Pat Kerwin was a former executive for the New York Jets and several other teams, front office guy. He would always say when the when the game's on the line, think player, not play. Basically meaning throw the playbook out the window. Who's your best player? Get them the ball. And I used to go, no, that's wrong. Me being at the time 22 years old, watching football on my couch, telling an NFL executive, you don't know what you're talking about, right? <laughs> now – We've seen Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers light the league up, and then Devontae walks, and it's like the offense takes a step back. Boy, I had to eat some crow. I'm the one saying it that's now. A, that's <laughs> what I do on Madden, though. I'll just pick player, not all the time, but I'll, <laughs> uh, Christian Watson. Like, did, And I did find all the – I mean, it's a little easier on Madden to go through the playbook. So, <laughs> Florida don't just go – you have to like, think quick. and like, this is the play. I'm over here scrolling, you know, getting a drink. <laughs> Popping a pizza roll. <laughs> love, it. <laughs> love it, dude. It doesn't get any better than this. Absolutely. Oh, Clayton, I, I just want to say that you've been doing a great job of breaking stuff down for me. Even I've, I've learned a ton. I don't know about you, Matt. I've no, yeah, he, 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 he definitely knows knows the stuff. And yeah, I, I've, I've been following you for, for a bit. Uh, I think yeah. you sound like a country singer, which, which is nice and soothing, you know what I mean, to the audience. So I think you got that going for you, too. <laughs> Bro, I... I've got a pair of cowboy boots down there. My wife tells me all the time, will you please put those on? Absolutely not. I ain't walking in. What? I, I, dude, yeah, I, I've never wore a pair of cowboy boots in my life, believe it or not. Yeah, now, you got to do it. You got to tap the toe a little bit, let them know Bro, what's oh, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my dad was an, an, an Irish biker, okay, an Irish redneck biker. That's my pops, right? And I basically grew up and said, you know what? When I turn 18, I'm out of here. And I'm going to do opposite of what that guy's done. In <laughs> Sometimes you get that. Sometimes you get that little uh, how-to or what not to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Rob, I, I certainly appreciate the compliment, man. I absolutely. I'm just a, I'm a nerd, man. I love love understanding why this stuff works and 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 just trying to get better. I've got so much more to learn, and um, there's just so many great people out there. You know, we have Mike Wall on here recently, former offensive lineman for the Packers, and man, I took a page and a half of notes just listening to him talk. He probably thought I was crazy because I was just looking mean the whole time and just. <laughs> but it was more of a. It's like, yeah, we 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 use it as content for the podcast, but for me, it was like, man, I want to pick this. It's a master class, yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But as we wrap up here, is there anything else you guys want to hit on, Rob? Is there anything you want to plug? Any any final comments? What are you looking forward to? Anything, man? Let's uh, let's bring this thing home. Uh, I'm just, I you know, I'm excited. The off season's here. Obviously, it came a little earlier than expected, but. There's always something interesting, you know. The Packers love to keep it interesting. They like to keep you in there. Um, whatever happens, happens. You know, I'm, I'm happy either way. Uh, things could be a lot worse. You know, Rodgers could have left two years ago, and and he could be playing for the Vikings by now, and things, things have got worse. But what made things even better this offseason uh, for us uh, during the NFL playoffs, Vikings lost right away. Um, I didn't have to worry about anything else. I didn't, I, I didn't want – any team to win more or lose more than they they were. Um, I wanted them to lose, and then I could watch the playoffs stress-free because, you know, imagine yeah. they sneak their way in the divisional round. They sneak their way into the championship, and then it's like, well, they got a real shot at this thing, and that would have made things a lot worse. Uh, they lost right away. I'm yeah. chilling. Um, just kind of waiting for this <laughs> Rodgers thing, you know? <laughs> just waiting for this Rodgers thing, you know? Yeah. So we'll see when he comes out with this decision. I imagine probably late February. Um, sometime before free agency, and then that I think that's kind of really when things things get kicked off. Um, yeah. personally, so Absolutely. how about you, Clayton? Uh, what are yeah. you looking forward to here, man? For the off season, I mean, you that first domino to fall, and then things get great, and, that, and that's what's so cool. You know, if I hope he either comes back or he retires a Packer, um, 
if he's traded, then hey, no qualms about it. It means both he and the team agreed on it. And, and how can I be, you know, upset about that? But once that first domino falls, man, gosh, the information just starts coming in. It, it is yep. awesome. Yeah. The offseason, yeah. there is no offseason when it comes to the NFL, man. It, it's it's Especially great. The Packers. I mean, it's, it's absolutely <laughs> awesome. But what'd you say, Matt? Especially the Packers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. What's crazy is, you know, our podcast numbers dipped when the losing streak happened, obviously, which is natural. You don't want to hear about your team losing. Yeah, you not everyone wants to listen about it. Right. Yeah. But the second the season was over, it's like phew, everybody's already getting in that mode of here's the next yeah. season. But what are you looking forward to, Matt? What do you think, man? Um, I'm, I'm not, I don't know. I, I used to never do content in the offseason until I signed with Quick Trip. Then I was like, oh, I got to do this all the time now. <laughs> but it's fun. Like, you find different things. Like, I, I just had uh, Steve the Owner Tate on my podcast. I don't know. You, you probably no. know who he is. I remember seeing him, like, on TV, like, back in the day before I ever thought about making content. Like, to me, he's, like, one of the legendary Packer fans. And I, I actually, I saw him one time at Lambeau Field. I was like, oh, that's Steve, you know, Tate over there. And then he knew who I was. Like, hey, Matt. So it was, like, a cool, like, conversation. I, I run into him all the time at Lambeau Field. So I finally got him on the podcast. People should listen to it because it's uh. It's pretty good, but I, I think that's what I'm going to try to do this offseason. Try to get fun guests on the podcast, like hear some stories. I'm going to go yeah. around Lambeau Field, hit up the bars and the restaurants and the businesses around there and uh, do like little reviews. Maybe not really reviews. I'm not going to be like, this place sucked. But uh, <laughs> they're just trying to show people and tell people, hey, this is what it is. People ask me questions all the time, like, you know, where should I eat? Where should you, you know, where people ask me like where they should stay, but I never stay in Green Bay. I don't know. I never like get a hotel there. So, yeah. but yeah, but the, that's my plan to just make an um, subpar content, you know, keep her moving. <laughs> keep her moving, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey. Well, you know, you were talking about he was he was a guy that created, you know, content before you and everything, and, and you kind of look up to him. I, I, that's the reason I want to get you guys on the show, man. I just want to say I appreciate everything you two do, especially on Twitter. When things can get so negative, there are certain peoples that you can kind of turn to and, and, and go to their Twitter page, go to their content, and you know you're going to get the facts, but you're going to get it a little bit of a spin on it from a sense of, hey, guys, the world isn't ending, okay? Life goes on. We're going to be fine. It's, you know, let's make the best of a bad situation. And I can't thank you guys enough for joining us. Obviously, you guys know Matt Ramage on Twitter. You got Rob Westerman here. I believe the Twitter handle, I don't have – I think I got it wrote down. Is it at GBP Daily? Is that the exact – is that right? Yes, One of sir. the best follows. One of the best followers on Twitter, man. I like I said, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for taking time away from family and and whatever else you got on uh, got going on. We really, really appreciate it. I so was we'll get out of here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, we'll do I, it again I, too. I, hey, listen. Yeah, I, I definitely. And then you should come on mine too. But we could do like a, a lot of cross stuff. I I think you're good. I think you're going to be good. And uh, I appreciate the invite, man. Yeah, absolutely. We got our first year under the belt. And that's like I was telling, I can't remember if I was telling Rob or Matt offline here earlier. It's like, man, the first year to start podcasts and they have the worst year in, you know, five, six <laughs> it years. It makes five. it tough. <laughs> like, hey, you know, it's funny, but the, the, the funny thing, like, I like about like Facebook is like, I just, like, ha mo most time or not, I'm trolling. Like, I just, I, I think I put on Twitter and Facebook, the Niners losing the playoffs a lot. <laughs> and that was just like the most joy I've ever had. Because, right. like, most even Niner fans knew what I was saying because that's what they say about the Packers. Packers always lose in the playoffs. Whenever they lose, it's all, oh, they can't win in the playoffs. So I just said the same thing about the Niners, and like, people lost their mind. My Packer fans are more mad. Yeah, I was a Packer fan. I don't like what you were talking about other teams. Yeah, well, I'm going to. <laughs> I don't understand that, Matt. I don't, I, I don't know if you saw, um, I threw up a reel the other day. Uh, Clayton, are you on Instagram? I am, yeah. I've got a personal account. I need to create a Packers Total Access account. The the media guys that handles Packernet, they're on me about it, and I I keep putting it off. Hey, yeah, that's they, all right. Yeah. Don't we all? Uh, I threw up a real, um, I don't know, some Viking thing saying they're frauds, limping to the playoffs, something like that. It's so and, easy. <laughs> and like right away, you know, Viking fans are pretty, pretty uh, triggered uh, to yeah. say the least. And then obviously we lost the following week, so then you know the comments started circling back up again. Oh and yeah, then, yeah. Because, you know, they save it in the back of their mind and they're like, I'm coming back to this next week when y'all when yeah. don't make the playoffs. And then even now, like, people are still on there arguing and, and all this stuff. And I'm like, I just Did I argue kind of, forever. I love it. <laughs> I'm like, a week or so ago, I go back and forth with them, you know, all in good fun and, and I keep it light. But uh, today I was just like, hey, this is from like a month ago. Like, just, just yeah. let it be. I was like, oh, okay. Just let it go, bro. <laughs> like, that's when you I just go in there. No, that's when I go in and I stir a little more. I'm like, yeah, it says you, bro. And then just leave. 
Yeah. If you <laughs> hey, if you want to get them mad, what I do is when you come back to the end like that, just say, "You still talking? Yeah, you still here? <laughs> Nobody's even listening, bro. You're still in here talking? Like, oh my yeah. gosh. Dude, Viking fans are funny because I, I I had one. He said, "Oh, now you're in trouble," and he tagged like some big Vikings page. And he's like, I "Bet you didn't. You were wishing that we wouldn't see this." I'm like, bro, I use a skull hashtag. You think, I'm a, <laughs> think I'm afraid that people are gonna say words to me on the internet? Like, I want you to see it, bro. Oh, big bad account <laughs> coming after you, Matt. Dude, like, that's the thing when people like you go back and forth. Like, I don't like personally. Like, I don't attack people. I just talk about the right. team. But even when you're like going at it, like it doesn't matter. It's like. If you get annoyed by it, just walk away. Like it's just words on the internet. I don't. Right. That's why I don't get serious because I don't want to be at Walmart and like some dude I was talking trash to. You know, it's an aisle four and <laughs> I just get wrecked. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't take it that serious. Like I'll trash your team. Like there, there's like Viking fan, Bear fan, Niner fans that comment on my Facebook who I'm actually cool with. But if I, yeah. if people just reading it would think that you know they're going at each other, and it, but it's all football, but. Like, it's just, um, it's not that serious. Like, I'm not trying to fight nobody. I can't fight and I can't run. That's a bad combo. You know, you got to be good at one of them. If you can't fight, you got to get in the gym. Is it get that treadmill going? But I got neither of them right now. So I'm just going to, I'll talk my way out of it. <laughs> That's how we're going to end it right there. Matt Ramage is a lover, not a fighter. You heard it here first. So you're on Packersville Access. So, guys, thank you so much for your time, man. We really appreciate it. We're going to get out of here. Those of you in the chat on YouTube, Twitter, Listen to the pod tomorrow. Really appreciate you guys taking time to hang out with us, making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world, and go Pack Go. On the fake, Rodgers lets it fly. Has Watson. He's got it on his feet, and he's in for the touchdown. That might be the biggest catch of this young receiver's career for Christian Watson. You can see him, it's just press man. They talk about his speed, his ability to get behind the defense. It's just a matter of can he catch it. That's a great job tracking the ball. He just took a big sigh of relief. Look at his buddies greeting him on the sideline, man. That's got to feel good.